0: hey folks make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at get wrecked podcast on instagram and facebook or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show you can contact us directly via email or i don't know maybe you just want to send us some feet pics creep i don't know what you're into i don't care we'll review those too what do you think of that huh In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getwreckedpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: So Thor, you've been playing Elden Ring? I have, yeah. Oh my gosh, what are your thoughts on the game of the year for
0: 2022? Oh, I fucking hated it at the beginning yeah it was so weird because i i hate dark souls it's the only other of the from soft games it's the only other one i played was the original dark souls okay and i heard everybody liked it so much but it was so hard i played it and i was like i hated it i don't think a game being hard makes it good and i thought the gameplay sucked i just genuinely <laughs> didn't enjoy it
1: sure yeah
0: hated it so i haven't played any of them okay i've heard so much hype about elden ring and i heard they took a lot of uh inspiration um from zelda breath of the wild and it's kind of like this open world exploration game yeah Uh, i watched some gameplay and i was like it looks much smoother and more playable than the original dark souls so i was like i'm gonna give it a shot so i started playing it i probably played it four days in a row where i just kept i would pick it up i would start and i'm like this is interesting but I was like, I, I hate it. I, I felt like the combat was stiff. Okay. Um, and I was like, it is obviously very difficult. Sure. But my my con- my problem was more so is like they just don't tell you
1: anything. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, that's a From Software game through and through. And and I will say that Elden Ring tells you a lot more than what a lot of their other stuff does. Wow wow, that's
0: well but <laughs> so I'm playing it and but every time I played it, I ended up just being like, I don't like this. I don't know why I keep trying it, but there was something kind of addictive about it. Yeah. And I kept playing and I kept playing, and then I kind of just like got over this hump and now I'm like fully in. Yeah. Like eighty hours fully in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: so awesome to hear. <laughs> (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, it is so good. It's so good. It's so wildly good. I mean, I still have the point of view that I think I don't love how little information they give you. Yeah, And not even necessarily—I'm fine with the story. Like, there's not really—there's not, like, a journal to keep track of your quests. Yeah, not at all. Which is fine. I don't love that. But I'm like— I kind of get it, because if you're really adventuring in the world, if you're not physically writing stuff down, how you know you're not just going to remember every detail about everything, yeah, but there are things where like they don't really explain what stuff does, like things that like <laughs> mechanically in the game that you kind of yeah. just have to figure out.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, they're a big believer in you die and you learn from that death. And then you're like, oh, okay, so I guess this is how it works. Yeah. So, I still, I mean, <laughs> there, there's so much resentment in that. Yeah.
0: I mean, I will still take a little bit of issue with that, but overall, yeah, no, I'm fully fucking in. I get why.
1: I get why it's game of the
0: year. It's yeah. so, it's so big, and there's so much to do. And once you actually cross that hump and you get to the point where you're like, okay, it's actually fun, because yeah. it's still hard. I still get pissed. I still die constantly. Oh yes. But
1: it will challenge you for sure.
0: But the frustration has like lowered because I've realized like that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of beaten my soul into submission. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just accept. Like, welcome. I'm, I'm gonna die a hundred times fighting yep. this
1: boss before I finally. <laughs> welcome to FromSoft. That's that's their <laughs> mo. Yeah. Is there yeah. a boss fight that jumps out to you that that you really enjoyed? That I really enjoyed. Yeah. Was there a boss fight that like? I don't know, stood out at all.
0: Oh, God. I haven't enjoyed any of them. <laughs> None of them? I didn't, did en- you... I didn't enjoy doing them. Did you fight... Oh. Uh... But that's the
1: point. You're not supposed to enjoy it. Did you fight Radon? Did you fight Radon? I actually just beat Radon. Okay. So what did you think of that boss fight? Because that one, that one, honestly, through the entire game, that's my favorite one. Really? Yeah. I fucking love that boss fight. I love the lore behind Radon... I love the fact that you can summon all of these people. Like Radon is so tough that you can't fight him on your own. You've got to get all this fucking help. So you show up and then you summon in all these guys and all these these people are helping you, but they're just dying left and right. And you got to yeah. keep resummoning them. And this dude is on like he's massive. Oh, I right? love his little pony. <laughs> he's, <riding around. laughs> he's on a tiny little horse. It's which is actually probably a normal size horse. It is. Yeah. But he is huge, right? And so part of him is that he learned gravity magic, and he uses gravity magic so that he can ride that horse still, because that horse has been with him forever, so that he doesn't have to get a new horse. He uses gravity magic to hold himself up so that he can ride his horse.
0: (laughs) That's pretty cool. Right? (laughs) Yeah, no, I think Radon is very neat, Um, and I like the story of that he was— you know, he got infected with the scarlet oh, rot and yeah. it sent him crazy and now he roams the desert like a dog eating whatever comes across and scavenging corpses and just Yeah. Destroying everything in his path.
1: They run whole festivals to try and kill this guy. And you're the one that finally does. Yeah.
0: No, okay, so interesting wise, the one I really liked was it's this lady at the magic school.
1: Rinala was it the, Renala, the main boss? Yes. Okay,
0: she she's like uh, it's this wizard school, and your first f- it's like the fight takes place in two parts. In the beginning, you're in this like library, and she has all these followers, and they're like shooting books at you and stuff. Yeah, and she's like drawing power from them, so you have to kill a couple of these followers of hers, and then she loses power and like falls to the ground, and you can attack her, and you got to do that for a little bit, and then you kill her. And you're like, oh, okay, I beat it. That was a pretty easy boss. And then it switches to, it takes you to like this different plane where you're just standing in water and there's a huge giant full moon. Yeah. And then now she has like her full power and she's just like shooting magic at you.
1: Yeah. 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 That's a so, cool. Visually, that's a really cool fight.
0: So I think that was a very, that was way different than any boss fight I've ever experienced before. Yeah. Um, There's also the guy Godric the Grafted. Oh yeah. Who, his whole thing is neat. Once you get him halfway, he finds a dead dragon and rips its head off and attaches it to his arm. How metal is he, dude? <laughs> so he
1: can shoot fire out. Yeah, how metal is that guy?
0: Yeah. So I I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Hey Cowboys and welcome back to another episode of Get Red, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems and oddities. I'm of course your host and resident silly boy Thor. Joined today as always by my friend and co-host. He's got electric boots, a mohair suit, you read it in a magazine it's micah <laughs> <laughs> what is that
1: from i have no idea. what is that benny and the jets oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> benny, yeah Benny. i don't know what they're singing i have no idea what any of the lyrics are in that other than benny and the jets that's it
0: <laughs> i love that song so much
1: <laughs> i don't i couldn't tell you what that song is about at all i have no idea same yeah i have
0: no idea no idea I do know the chorus: "Electric boots, mohair suit, read it in a magazine."
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means. I would love electric boots. They'd be like Skechers. Um, oh no! What are the what? Are, what were those shoes when we were children and they would have lights?
0: Yeah, that's Skechers.
1: Was it Skechers that had those? That's just the brand, though, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. there like a name of the?
0: Of I, the think shoe? Mo- I think. I uh, think honestly, I think that's like a Q-tip situation. Okay. Where there may be a name for that type of sneaker. Gotcha. But any average person is just going to say, oh, you got some Sketchers on. Got some Sketchers.
1: Man, I miss those. They, they've
0: really cornered the market on
1: lighted shoes. <laughs> right? <laughs> what a cool... what a You know, I'll bet you it was like this. I'll bet you somebody was like, look, here's the thing. At night, what if people are living out in the country, in the rural areas, they're trying to go down the streets, but... It's too dark. Here's what we do. We put lights in our shoes. That way it literally lights our path ahead of us. They probably pitched it, and Skechers was like, or we could make it blink, add some fun little colors, and sell it to children.
0: Maybe they tried your idea first, and then they were like, okay, so we've done some research, uh, and turns out lights on the bottom of your shoes, not an effective way to actually uh,
1: light things. But it does look kind of cool. Yeah, it turns out out people just use flashlights. I guess it does look kind of cool. Yeah. So let's make them for children. That'll make them happy. Kids fucking love Skechers.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh man, it's really. Even me,
0: as an adult, if I see a kid wearing Skechers, I get excited for them. Yeah, I do too.
1: I'm like, (laughs) oh man, your shoes
0: are cool. I never had Skechers.
1: No, I think that I had one pair. I think that I was the last child. So I was you know how a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, my parents were too, you know, either we were there too poor to do that type of thing. I was very, very late in my parents' life in comparison to when people normally start having kids. So I was at the point where like my parents were established, they had gotten career jobs, they had and they that like, sketchers money. Yeah, <laughs> that sketchers <laughs> money, that light bright money. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I was really I was spoiled with light up shoes
0: yeah man no i remember those i remember being a kid be like god what what a lavish life people are living these kids that have lights in their shoes Mm -hmm. and then by the time i probably could have had it there i was like too old and i was like no it's dumb
1: dumb (laughs) it's probably around the time that healy's came out how'd you feel about healy's Heelys are another one. I never I never had Heelys. Yeah. I never had soap shoes. You remember soaps? I do remember soaps. Oh man. I never had soaps. I always thought that they were cool cuz I'm you know, I wanted to I don't know. I had fantasies of being like a Rodney Mullen or a Tony Hawk type of guy. Bob Burnquist, something around there. And seeing all the commercials of these kids just grinding on rails with their shoes. I'm like these these shoes are awesome.
0: They were. They were really cool. Yeah. But
1: yeah. I never had any kind of
0: like a special shoe like that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I, I had the lights. The Heelys were a little bit after our time, I think, or at least it was past the point where we would go. Those are cool. And I would want to wear them. Even kids in high school had those. I remember like Heelys
0: getting banned. Yeah. Like in school because kids would just ride around with them.
1: Yeah. I do remember that too. I remember that too. I don't know. I'm old oh. enough that yo yo's were banned in my elementary school. I remember that. Too yeah. many people getting knocked out doing trying to do round the world. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hated yo yo's. I was so
0: bad at them.
1: Oh yeah. I was I could
0: never do any of the tricks. And I was like, I hate it yo yo's
1: are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was um kind of good for a seven year old. Like I thought that I was a lot better than what I actually was, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yo-yos really had a, a moment in the sun in the nineties. They really did. They, they came really. out with all those like crazy ones that looked cool. Dude, I had a seventy dollar yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> radical yo yo's with yeah with bright neon colors and oh, ball bearings in them. Yeah, and and lights. I had a yo yo with lights. That's where they got the technology for sketchers. It's <laughs> from the yo yo's
1: It was yeah. I think it was called like the torch or something like that. It had magnets and weights. I don't know about magnets, but it had weights in it and, and red lights so that when you flung it to like sleep it, the lights would go on and the whole thing just lit up red. That's
0: so funny. I know exactly what yo-yo you're talking about.
1: Yeah, dude. That was, oh man. I was, I can see it in my head. I was hot shit. Pardon the pun. In elementary (laughs) school. All the yo-yo crews, they looked at me and they're like, yo, he's got the yo-yo. Yo, (laughs) Yo, he's got the yo-yo, yo. yo. God, we're so old. (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, Thor, we're getting into some cowboy bebop today. I figured it was about time that we cover some legit anime because I don't think that we have yet on this show. Not really. We've touched, I think the closest we've
0: came is touching on, uh, anime is Doki Doki Literature Club.
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so there's, there's definitely probably a, a Venn diagram of supporting, Viewers and supporting fan bases, but um, I'm kind of hit or miss when it comes to anime personally. I I like maybe 15% of what I see of anime that I watch. I try to watch a decent amount, but honestly, if it doesn't grab me within the first two episodes, I'm done. Um, and there's so much anime out that I can't give any anime more than two episodes.
0: Yeah, I get that. I'm kind of in the same boat, I have some. Animes that I really love, but I would say the vast majority don't interest me or just flat out annoy me and I don't like actively like hate.
1: Yeah, there are tropes that I really don't like with with anime. Um, And I think that a lot of anime falls under those tropes sure
0: yeah and so folks i think uh what we're getting at is we're not anime experts by any means not at all (laughs) we're we're just casual fans of some anime
1: yeah but i would argue the good anime for me anyway thor might like shit anime i don't know yet we'll see if he likes (laughs) cowboy bebop (laughs) um so so with that yeah we're we're watching uh some cowboy bebop this was made let me check our time uh this was in the late 90s came out in 1998 looks like in tokyo came out in april um and then in the u.s i think it came out in october somewhere around there so 1998 1999 it's only one season long and it follows a ragtag crew of bounty hunters traveling through space trying to pick up bounties and uh also survive because space life is pretty costly it turns out um thor how many episodes did you get into? I made it through the first nine episodes. Okay. All right. So I would say pretty
0: well into the story. Sure. I mean, it's very episodic, too. It,
1: it is, yeah. Is episode nine the episode where Edward is introduced?
0: No. The one before that. Okay. The one That one is called The Venus Waltz. Yeah. That is the final episode where, that I saw anyway, where essentially— they go to Venus, and it's being terraformed. There's a guy, his sister is blind, so he's trying to sell this plant uh, to get her surgery to not be blind anymore.
1: That's episode nine? That's, that's episode it, yeah. nine. Okay. That's,
0: that's the last one I watched. I yeah. did see the next episode up was something Edward, like Ed, Rumble with Edward. Gotcha. So whoever that <clears throat> character is, I'm assuming he gets introduced in the, in that episode. Oh,
1: so Edward did not get introduced yet? No. Okay.
0: Like I said, that next episode, that's on the list. and you know, uh, I guess a little bit of a spoiler. I, I do plan on continuing to watch it. So yeah, that's the next episode. The title is like rumble with Edwards. Okay.
1: Gotcha. So then the main characters that you have come across are Spike and Jet, Faye. And then I guess you could call Ayn a main character. Ayn's a little Welsh (laughs) Corgi. (laughs) Yes. I love him. (laughs) He's so cool. Yeah. Um, so what are your, what are your overall thoughts? Nine episodes in, we've got a little bit of ways to go, but Nine episodes in, what's your thoughts?
0: Oh, I, uh, I'm really enjoying it so far.
1: Yeah? This is kind of
0: exactly the kind of anime I like. In that I kind of like an older, this older style of anime. mm mm-hmm. um, It still has the classic look to it. Um, the dialogue and kind of just the rhythm of the show. It's kind of, I think, slower paced. Kinda, it kind of has this distinct feel. I don't know exactly how to put it into words, but anime from that time period. Oh, kinda, sure. Kind of has this distinct feel. Like I said, I'm a huge trigun diehard from I believe around the same era.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's got a distinct look too. Something about the colors that were used in anime at that time, they seem a little bit more muted versus what's going on today.
0: Oh for sure. Yeah, definitely. And,
1: and I, I just feel like late nineties anime all kind of has a similar similar color palette a little bit yeah I could see that yeah so um,
0: i'm yeah so i i'm into that um I dig that it's kind of almost like story wise I would say it's similar to something like firefly maybe mm-hmm. where you have it's it's a science fiction you know at its core the the world is a science fiction world, but it's kind of grounded in this like like the gritty reality of like day to day it's there is technology and they're using it constantly, yeah, but it's not just stories about, hey, here's this wild technology. It's still these very like grounded in real world problems and like kind of like the day-to-day life.
1: Yeah. I would, I would say that that's, that's pretty accurate. I think the biggest thing about this that stands out for me anyway, as far as a show that's worth watching is the characters are just super well-written. And I don't, to be honest, as far as the main characters, I don't think that there are any of them that are not interesting. There's nobody in this anime that I go, oh my gosh, this guy sucks. Um, and there are so many characters in anime that I hate. <laughs> yeah, I guess and, that. and I'll have a character, I'll, I'll like 80% of the anime, but this one character, this one character will ruin the entire show for me. They're just too obnoxious, or they cry too much, or they're, I don't know, too loud. And they, like, they don't quit screaming.
0: No, I absolutely get that. Anime does this thing a lot of times where they will take like a character trait mm-hmm. and they'll turn somebody's character into this they'll take this one character trait crank it up to 10 and they're like that's their whole personality. <laughs> and it's, yes. Yeah, I so yeah, that's wildly annoying. I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, these all feel like balanced. They actually feel like real characters. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, I like, I like Spike a lot. He's on, he's so cool.
1: Yeah. Spike is, is kind of the essence of cool on this. And so, so it's mainly about Spike and then his partner, Jet. Jet has a big ship called the Bebop. And so that's, and the, they as bounty hunters, are referred to as cowboys in, in this futuristic world. I say world universe. Cause it's not just, it's, it's mainly in space. But it is—it's one of those things where they're—they're they're constantly trying. I think bound. Um, I think that Firefly is a pretty apt comparison because they're just trying to make ends meet, so they're trying to get bounties <laughs> yeah, and all the time, constantly
0: trying to scrape by, and it never really works out for them. Yeah, ever.
1: <laughs> it's so much fun.
0: So I'm nine episodes in, and I don't think I've—I don't think in that time they've successfully completed a single bounty. Oh, uh, I. Maybe not. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Maybe not. <laughs> it's like, how do you, how are you still employed? How are you surviving and making money? Yeah, they you, must not show that part in the show. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, there are some episodes where the mo- the episode starts and they're cashing in like a small, like twenty five hundred dollar bounty type of thing. And then they're like, oh, this one just showed up on their, like, cowboy space TV show. <laughs> Dude, can we talk about how silly that <laughs> cowboy space show is? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk. First of all, it's just a TV. It's like news. But it's TV news that is also real stereotypical Western-themed, like having ragtime piano music in the background. Yeah, it's like Hee Haw, but they're they're doing a news story to show you all the latest bounties. Yeah it's just like hey look out for this guy hey look out for this guy except they go howdy partner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like some japanese guy watched a bunch of
0: old westerns and was like i i get it i get
1: it <laughs> i know westerns now
0: yeah let's put it in
1: space <laughs> yeah it's kind of fun watching it though because there's a little bit of there's a little bit of humor kind of sprinkled throughout the whole thing and I feel like a lot of the characters aren't very humorous characters, but there's humor that happens to them, and it's almost like they're the—I um, don't—I don't remember what the that type of character is called, but it's the character who just doesn't get the jokes, or it's funny because it's not funny to that character.
0: Yeah, it's just always over their head. Yeah, or,
1: yeah, all of the characters are that way. They're just like, "Ugh, this sucks. Why is this happening?" And I really, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that. How would you feel? How would you feel if we had just a A TV show all about cowboy bounties. Would you watch it? Well, I don't think most
0: people are watching that, I assume. I assume just the bounty hunters are watching that. Yeah. But there's
1: a TV show for it. It's a news (laughs) broadcast going through space. So there's got to be enough people that are, are bounty hunters. Otherwise, I don't know. Maybe they just need an avenue to tell the viewer what's going on
0: yeah probably and
1: and that's just a nice quick easy way to do it that's a little bit silly
0: yeah bounty hunter tv
1: yeah bounty hunter tv it's like spike tv but uh probably better
0: <laughs> don't don't hate on spike tv i don't even think they're i'm pretty sure they're not even in business anymore
1: yeah i don't think so either oh poor spike tv uh, tv for men right, <laughs> right that was a catchphrase yeah but then the internet
0: really opened up and they're like, we can't compete. <laughs> <laughs> we can't compete with Pornhub. so <laughs> just we're say, out of business. <laughs> I was just say, it turns
1: out the internet's got a lot more for men for free. So yeah, we've got Spike. He's kind of like a weird amalgamation of, he's got a little bit of Bruce Lee uh, in him. He's got a little bit, there's, a, there's an anime called Lupin the Third, where I think that he was based a lot off of that character. He even does the whole water speech on on that Venus episode. I don't know if you caught that, but the the guy who wants to be his his um his protege. Yeah. He gives him this speech about being water and being fluid. Is that like a Bruce Lee? Yeah, it's it's from course. Bruce Lee's only interview uh where he says in martial arts you have to be water because he says if you pour water into a glass, it becomes the glass. If you pour water into a pitcher, it becomes the pitcher. So he, he said water um, isn't stiff. It flows and moves and becomes what it needs to be.
0: Okay, yeah, I did hear that piece of dialogue. I didn't realize that was
1: yeah. So that, that's from just, Bruce Lee. Yeah, just swiping it from Bruce Lee right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely, you can tell that character is very much inspired by Bruce Lee.
1: Yeah, so Spike is usually the guy who's mainly going out in the field doing the actual catching, it seems like, for the most part.
0: Yeah, and he's your kind of classic confident smartass. Mhm.
1: Very nonchalant, very chill, cool guy. He's in a purple suit and he's got green hair. Sounds like we're describing the Joker, but <laughs> 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 but but uh he's much more laid back than that. He's always smoking a cigarette. Um and he likes to kick. Usually when he's fighting, he's kicking.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's kicking a lot.
1: Uh and then Jet is older. At least they make it seem like he's older than what Spike is. And he's got a whole mechanical arm. And he, for the most part, sounds like he's intel. He's uh, research and development gathering information. And then once they have it, then he's like, okay, Spike, let's go get him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's kind of like support. He fixes the ship. Mm -hmm. Um, He he basically tells Spike where to go, what to do. And so they're partners. He's kind of... He's the Alfred to Spike's Bruce Wayne, basically. Yeah, I think I think definitely a different dynamic. Yeah. But I mean, as far as the roles they play,
1: yeah, I would say that. I would say that he he does more, he does more research, and like it seems like he's the one who's finding the bounties a lot, and getting the information because he's usually given Spike the info. He's like, hey, we found this bounty. He's you know X amount of dollars, and uh, this is where they're located, and this is this, this is the little rundown of why we why he's wanted
0: yeah I like him and he's the one he's always he's always very straight laced Mm -hmm. Uh, you can tell that Spike's flippant attitude oftentimes annoys him (laughs) and he just gets under his skin
1: yeah and then we've got so the cool thing about is the show starts with just those two and then as the episodes go on we just get more characters introduced and more characters kind of become part of the Bebop crew. And the first one is a dog. What'd you think of that episode? This dog named Ein. It's this Welsh Corgi who's been genetically modified. I love that episode. The
0: dog is so cute. Kendra actually watched that episode with me. Oh, really? and we were both like, isn't it so cute? They did <laughs> such a great job of making this cute little pup. I like Ein a lot.
1: Yeah. Ein's <laughs> pretty fun. And uh, then I, Either the next episode or maybe two episodes later, we are introduced to Faye Valentine. And she is the epitome of femme fatale sex appeal, uh, late 90s character. She's pretty awesome, in in my opinion.
0: I like her a lot. That was one of my favorite episodes, is the one they introduced her. Yeah. Because it's your classic casino setting. Mm-hmm. For, because this whole show kind of takes a lot of Influence from like That kind of noir style Yes you know, he's, Even though he's a bounty hunter It definitely has a lot of like Old gritty PI vibes
1: mm-hmm.
0: And takes a lot kind of from like James Bond and, and those old classic kind of stories And so this one they're in a casino The casino is cool because it's a giant
1: spaceship That looks like a roulette wheel Yeah it's freaking awesome
0: And I guess uh, Faye has this huge bounty on her head
1: She's in debt. She's got, she owes a lot of money. I think that that's the, the gist of it. And whoever owes, whoever she owes money to, or maybe she found somebody to work for, the plan is this. Some guy's going to come in. This guy is going to have kind of spiky, poofy hair. He's going to be wearing a purple suit. He's going to come down to the blackjack table, and he's going to lose all of his money. And Faye is going to be the dealer of this table, right? So he's gonna lose all of his money and then as a thank you, he's going to tip Faye the last poker chip that he's got. Faye's gonna help him lose because she's stacking the deck and rigging uh rigging the cards. And this poker chip though is not just a standard poker chip, it's got something else in it. So I love the writing with a lot of these episodes because it's not a clear cut and dry, this is the mission, and then it happens as planned. Nothing happens as planned in this show. Nothing ever goes according to plan. <laughs> like ever. So, was it that Spike and Jet just happened to go to the casino that day? Like, were they there for a bounty that took them there? I, I don't remember. I have
0: no idea.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I, th- I don't recall. I think they were just there to gamble. Right. They just go there to have a good time. So, Spike, maybe they had just got a payday, and they're like, all right, well, we got a little extra money. Let's go spend it, you know. Yeah. Have a little fun for once. So, so Spike goes to this table again He is dressed up in a purple outfit or purple suit and he's got green, spiky, poofy hair. So Faye's seeing him and thinking, this is the guy. And he's losing. He loses. He loses. And then it comes time and Spike even holds up. He goes, well, it's my last chip. I'm going to hold on to it. And then he walks away. And Faye's thinking that this is the guy and she's like, what? You better come back here type of thing. And it just kind of ensues from there. It turns out that the other guy hadn't quite shown up. They bump into each other. It's one of those things where, like, they bump into each other and the, and the briefcases switch because they look exactly the same. Yeah,
0: they each drop their their respective casino chips, and yeah. <laughs> Spike picks up the one that Faye thought he had in the first place, which he didn't initially. But... Yeah. Yeah. And then, I, like, she confronts him, and she's like, hey, why didn't you tip me? And he's like well, you were cheating the
1: whole time, so I didn't feel like I needed <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's like, you got some nerve. He goes, I didn't say anything about you cheating the whole time. <laughs> so silly. Yeah. That's a great episode. I, I don't know if there's an episode that I really don't like
0: in no, this. No, they're all great. Um, Like I said, I love that it's all episodic. Yeah. There is, I guess, a bit of a through line. There is. But for the most part, it's just each episode is its own self-contained adventure
1: yeah they sprinkle that through line here and there it really it starts to become more prevalent near the end
0: yeah I'm assuming the episode we got where wh- what's the guy's name uh, uh he... vicious yeah guys guy's name is just vicious, vicious. yeah you, clearly somebody from jets past who he has history with um, from spike's past but yeah or, yeah yeah that's what I meant yeah um from spike's past and they go at it so I assume that's kind of like you know, the main narrative that's going to be explored throughout the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I rewatched this. Uh, I watched the first 10 episodes because that was our goal. And when rewatching it, I saw this. Do you remember the intro clip to the very first episode? Because there's some really nice kind of um, soft music with just some intense action scenes that happens before anything else in the show, I do not recall that. Yeah, no, not I didn't. Specifically. I didn't recall it either until I just watched it again. But it's scenes from Spike's past show up, and then it shows the rose in the in the water, like on the street, and then it goes into the actual first episode. Um, but it's just a 10-second, five second thing where it shows that, plays that weird, uh, kind of creepy soft music. It sounded like carousel music, like one of those wind-up carousel things. But those same scenes happen in that episode as well. So Vicious is from from Spike's past. They used to be in the same gang. Um, Yeah, because
0: they were like partners, right? mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so that shows up more.
0: So based on the one episode with Vicious that I saw, it seemed like they were partners. Something went south. One of them turned on the other. And, yep. and now they're, and now they're essential mortal enemies.
1: Uh, Yeah. Ish.
0: Yeah. Basically. Like hey. he killed somebody, he killed spikes, somebody that spiked love or you're pretty close uh, or spike betrayed the gang or something like that. And yeah. spike betrayed them. So then they killed his, his, his love interest, whatever it was. I mean, but yeah, I could tell that's going to be kind of the main mm-hmm. narrative that it will follow. Yeah. But for the most part, all the other episodes are just their own self-contained adventures. And yeah, after that first episode with Faye, um, he ends up kind of like saving her. Mm-hmm. And then she, she gets into a jam later. Well, he, he realizes who she is and that she has a huge bounty. So he's like, okay, I'm going to collect the bounty. And of course that doesn't work out. Cause it never works it out. It never works out in this show. She gets away, but then her ship like runs out of fuel. Yeah. And so on the next episode, uh, <laughs> He ends up like helping her, yeah, and she ends up helping him with whatever bounty he's working on, and then essentially they, she becomes part of the team.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then it's Faye and Jet and Spike and ein and but
0: yeah, I agree. I like Faye a lot. I think yeah. it's a great character. The femme fatale, that's perfect. It's mm-hmm. she's all
1: spitfire and sex appeal. Yeah, but also handles her own right. She's not a damsel in distress. There's I think when she's introduced, um, she says some, she's in some shop and some people are coming after her and but they're outside of the building. She's like, Do you know how you win a gunfight? You shoot first. And then she turns around and just starts what? blasting. What? Yes. Danny yeah. DeVito style. Like, so anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> And uh yeah so she's a pretty cool character. Um, there is one other character that shows up and becomes part of the crew and this is Ed Ed becomes the the last main person to join the group and based on the cover art I'm
0: assuming it's the guy with like uh, he has like orange hair
1: yep and that's uh that's the next episode that you're that you're getting into um, which is a pretty it's a pretty cool one they've got a lot of really interesting stories in this they do I like that they never.
0: You kind of, as it goes on, after the first couple episodes, you realize, like, oh, nothing ever goes to plan. Yeah. That's to be expected. Uh But they never really make the turn that you're expecting. Um, Oftentimes, it's a twist that you just wouldn't have seen, couldn't have seen coming. Yeah. It it is, I think the writing is very unique. Um, and They do a great job of keeping you guessing of what's going to happen. And there's oftentimes a lot of the plots really rely on unfortunate coincidences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's very true. That's kind of a lot of the stories.
1: That is very true. Uh, I really enjoy some of the humor in it. Like the episode where Ein the dog, the, that is the bounty, basically. There's, there's this thing, and you don't know what it is um, before you even know that it's a dog. And there's this guy who stole something, and there's a bounty on him. And so they go after him, because he's got this briefcase that was stolen and somebody put a bounty out on him, but you don't know what's in the briefcase. You know he has some kind of creature. Yeah. And it's
0: space, so you're thinking, oh, it's some kind of weird alien, (laughs) some kind of
1: monster that nobody's ever seen. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And he opens up the case and a little Welsh corgi pops out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the corgi, I guess, has been genetically modified so that it's really intelligent. It's like human-level intelligent. But there's a scene in that episode where... They, they like lose the dog, then get the dog, then lose the dog, then get the dog. And so the guy who is the bounty is on the street and some mystic is some homeless mystic guy is sitting down and he's like, Hey, I can tell you what you seek. I can help you find what you seek. And so he's, I don't know if he's doing tarot cards, but he's doing this mystic thing. And he's like, what you seek is close. It's coming very close by. And then at that time, all of these dogs behind him just start running through the streets. (laughs) And and Ayn is in that. Because in that episode, too, there's like an animal control that's trying to get the dog. Yeah, animal control
0: is trying to pick up the dog. I think they know that he's like genetically modified. Yeah, something. So I don't know if it's animal control or just a company that knows, like the company that created him. That guy's trying, because that guy wants to sell the dog, because mm-hmm. he know this, knows there's a bounty on him, and he wants to basically sell it, cash out, and and get away. Mm-hmm. And then Spike is trying to get it, because he's like, oh, this thing's worth money, as well as he's trying to get the bounty. And then there's the people that are trying to just get the dog. Yeah. Oh,
1: man. What an episode.
0: Yeah, that was good. I like the, the very first episode is oh, very dude. cool where... <laughs> Uh, he's hunting this guy, and his girlfriend is with him the the pregnant girlfriend. Yep. And this guy stole a bunch of this stuff. It's like these vials of something that's valuable. I I can't remember. It's like a drug or something.
1: Yeah, it was a drug that would you would spray into your eye, and it would basically make you go berserk mode. Like time kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, you just went nuts. Oh yeah, it
0: made you like a like the perfect soldier. Yeah, right? yeah. I, um, I think perfor- they even called
1: it Red Eye, is what it was called.
0: And Spike kind of develops a little bit of a relationship with the girlfriend, not not like a romantic relationship, but um, they they kind of have almost like a uh, like an understanding. He's like kind to her. Yeah, they run and, into
1: each other on the street, have a good chat, and then they just kind of keep running into each other.
0: Yeah, and but she's hunting his boyfriend that she's with, but through the whole thing, she's pregnant until the very end when somebody cuts her dress and you realize she wasn't pregnant she was just carrying around all these all these vials all these of this vials. drug yeah. in in her like in the front of her dress to make it look like she was pregnant
1: yeah savage just
0: very funny yeah uh, i think i do i think this show's really funny but not they're not trying to hit you with like joke 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 here's a punch there's a punch it's more so the situations they find themselves in are yeah. funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a real big fan. I'm a real big fan. I think the writing makes it stand out from most anime, honestly, most animated series in general. I think the writing stands out quite a bit. And I, another thing I'm curious on your thoughts are, what about the soundtrack, the score? I love the soundtrack.
0: I knew you would. It's so
1: good. It's
0: so fucking good I knew you would It's primarily like cool jazz
1: Yeah Dude, the intro song to this
0: series is amazing Dude, the intro, I watched it pretty much every time I very rarely skipped the intro Yeah Because it is really good And it's kind of, once again, it's that classic uh, New I don't know if there's a specific name for that You're the artist, so maybe you would know That style of art They do, but it's kind of similar to, uh, like a James an opening to a James Bond. Yeah. Um, I would say if Uh, you've ever seen Venture Brothers or Archer. Yeah. Or gosh, there's a there's another one, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Yeah. They all kind of do this same same style of
1: intro. Once again,
0: I don't know if is that pop art is that. I don't, as I don't far as
1: know, the, the artwork and That art
0: style, is there a name for that?
1: Uh, I'm sure that there is. I don't think I'm sophisticated enough to know it off the top of my head. It's been a little while since I've been in art school. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I love that.
0: I love that uh, style. Love the intro. I love the music. It's yeah. so good.
1: Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. This, I think, honestly, that, there's no other anime that does music like that. There are, there's other anime that has interesting music. But not like Cowboy Bebop.
0: No, some of them genuinely—they are songs I would just listen to. I—I mm-hmm. I don't know if this whole thing was scored originally for the show.
1: Yeah, yep, it was all written by by one composer. The whole thing.
0: Not only is the score generally great throughout everything I've seen, different episodes have a different style of music. Yep, depending, like music plays such a big role in the show. Mm-hmm. You get one where there's this this kid quote unquote who's like a harmonica genius.
1: Oh yeah, what a cool episode that is.
0: And he's rolling around with a this guy that there's a huge bounty on, essentially like a a mob guy mm-hmm. who runs a runs a syndicate. Come to find out this kid who's like a harmonica prodigy, he is the guy they've been looking for. Yeah. But some it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No, some freak accident. Some happened. weird freak accident where like a meteor hit this planet and he was fine, but the radiation made it so he doesn't age.
1: Yeah, it made no sense. It's, it, anime, yeah. it's anime, Thor. it's anime.
0: Um. So in that episode, that one was, that one was full on blues. Yeah, like a re- huge blues. Uh. And then, an episode one or two later, they meet the heavy metal queen. mm Hmm. He yeah. <laughs> was this trucker lady. She was awesome. I loved her character. And um she blasts heavy metal and the met- and the when she's doing stuff they play heavy metal. And then the rest of that episode the music is very dissonant. And it's this weird it's almost like the jazz just can't even come up with an idea of, of how to make heavy metal. I don't I don't know. It's very very unique the way they did it. So not only is each episode its own kind of self-contained story, the music for each episode matches the vibe and what's going on in the episode.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It was all done by this woman named Yoko Kano, uh, who scored the whole thing, which I, th- I think that she had done some Ghost in the Shell music, or did Ghost in the Shell music for one of the movies. Um, she's pretty well known, I guess. I'm not super familiar with with her work past Cowboy Bebop. But okay. I think it's some of the most iconic music that you'll see in anime as a whole. It's for got the second best opening, well, hmm, second or third best opening music for an anime that I've ever seen. What are your first,
0: or your other two? Uh,
1: So I think number one for me is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the first season. Uh, is a song called Again by a girl named Yuri. That one, hands down, is my favorite. I just think it's the best. Um, this is really, really close. There's another anime called Samurai Shampoo. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, that might be on my list to show you. Okay. You. And that one, that one is more rap. It's more oh, like. Oh,
0: you know what? I've I have not seen that, but I am. I think I may have seen like one episode because they used to play that on Adult Swim. Yeah. When yeah. when Adult Swim, I don't know. Maybe they still do. But occasionally Adult Swim used to play, mm-hmm. like, anime.
1: It was like a lo-fi rap intro. Awesome. I and think a, I
0: may have seen, like, one episode a long
1: time oh ago. Oh, man, what, an ep- what a show that one is. That's a really good one. That's I'm I'm tallying that up. I'm marking it down. Yeah, yeah. We sure. might have to cover that later. Next episode on Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking over. I'm, yeah. doing, a, I'm doing another recommendation. Two in a row. Yep. All right, well, we talked about characters. We talked about general themes and stuff like that. Um, Where do you think you would go with this one? Uh, I mean, you said that you're going to go ahead and finish it?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like this a lot. And I would say it's kind of what I expected. Okay. So I wasn't like taken aback, like, because I did have a little bit of knowledge about it, not sure. much. It'd be hard not to. This
1: one is is I mean it's revered as one of the best animes of all time. I can
0: see why. I mean it's so great. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm gonna continue watching it. I definitely I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about with this.
1: Well there's so much I mean we could talk about episodes if we wanted to, but the general themes uh I think that we've covered something that I do really enjoy about this, and this is this might sound weird, and maybe you can give me your thoughts on this. I love that it's finite. It's one season done.
0: Is the whole story contained within that season? Yeah. Will I get a ending? Yep. Very yep.
1: cool. You'll get a, yeah. You know, so, actually,
0: anime does that a lot. They don't tend to...
1: Some of them, the, the good ones, I'll say.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times anime tends to give you a complete story in a season.
1: And and then there are anime like One Piece that has over a thousand episodes and it's still going.
0: Good for them, I guess. know. I <laughs>
1: You want to get into that? Let's do. Uh, let's, let's let's watch. Let's watch One Piece. I'm good. I'm it's good. all about all about
0: pirates. Yeah, no, I would say most of my favorite animes have a complete story like that. Yeah. Uh, Sword Art Online, mm-hmm. and you know, and there are multiple seasons, but you could just watch one season and be good with it.
1: I think that you um, should just watch one season of Sword Art Online and be good with it. Yeah, I tried watching the second season. It was. Not great. Yeah, no. Not great. Um, Seven
0: Deadly Sins, same thing. Mm-hmm. I I love that show. That first season is incredible. And as they made more seasons, I'm like, well, I don't think we needed these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I I, I kind of, I mean, I feel that way about a lot of the anime that I do enjoy. I think that my favorite of all time is Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. I think hands down that's arguably the best anime um, I like it a little bit more than Bebop. I think it just—I like the theme of that a little bit more. The space yeah, well, cowboy thing is kind of cool, but um, I don't know.
0: Well, and that show—I mean, we yeah—we can take a second to talk about Brotherhood. I don't know if I ever finished that, honestly. Oh yeah, I watched a lot because that one has multiple seasons it to does. tell the whole story. Yeah, right? it's a little
1: bit long. I watched
0: a number of the seasons of that. And I think I. I I don't believe I ever finished it. But yeah. the the story on that one is so that one's a roller coaster of emotion. Yeah. So and it takes place and the story itself is cool um as far as the the themes they hit and the like kind of the world building. I mm-hmm. think the world building of that show is top notch.
1: Yeah, I think so. What what is it about anime that has struck an audience cuz it's had a huge resurgence, right? Oh, I don't know if it had, I don't know if a resurgence is the right word. It kind of showed up in the late '80s in the states, and then it's kind of snowballed, and now it's huge. It's massive now. My students freaking love anime.
0: Yeah, I would say it went from when when I was in high school. You knew who liked anime, yeah, because they were fucking dorks, and <laughs> and you're like, ugh, weird anime
1: people. Yeah, and they talked about Dragon Ball Z.
0: And I would say it's much more. It, it's almost kind of done the same thing that like the Marvel Marvel stuff has done. Like, nerd culture has very much just become culture now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not some kind of like subculture of where only a few people are into it. Yeah um yeah i don't know i i have to imagine it's the storytelling itself in that i think anime specifically it's primarily written by people who aren't american so the the huge love for it in america i think is because they tell stories in a way that is so much different than we do
1: yeah i would agree with that
0: maybe not narratively how they tell the stories but they will just go wild and will just come up with concepts that you haven't even heard of. Because we like to we like to just kind of take the same concept and redo it over and over again and just can't until it's like fully cannibalized itself. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, look at our movies now. How many of them are reboots and just reboots and sequels? That's what Hollywood is is all about right now. It's really boring. I wish that somebody would make a really interesting movie. I don't know. That would give us something to talk about.
0: I mean, I have a really interesting one for you, but uh, I don't know. I, it may be too dark for you. I don't know. It's too a tough watch. dark. Yeah, it's a recent movie that came out. It's called Red Rocket. Okay. It stars. <laughs> his name is Rex. Something. Hold on. Let me. Let me see real quick. It came out like last year. It's an independent film. Okay. It is starring. Uh, Simon Rex.
1: I don't think I know who Simon Rex is.
0: I'll give you a brief synopsis. I think his biggest roles were in like not another teen movie. Oh. It's kind of a smaller, not a huge guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, A brief synopsis of the movie though is he plays a a washed up porn star. Okay. Who comes back to Texas. You know, he lived in Hollywood. He was a, a pretty big male porn star comes back to his hometown of Texas. Has to basically come crawling back to his ex-girlfriend to like live with her. He's just a dirtbag. The whole thing is he is a dirtbag. Okay. Um and the main plot of the story is as he's rebuilding this relationship with his ex-girlfriend, he meets like a 17-year-old girl working at this donut shop. Um and then starts a relationship with her and is essentially grooming her for the porn industry. Jeez it's okay (laughs) it is a really i would say it's a challenging movie Uh, okay it's it dives into some like dark stuff but it's very good it's very well done okay like like i say it's one of those i wouldn't recommend that to most people because i think (laughs) it's like if you're a a moral normal person (laughs) you're gonna watch it and certainly have issues with some of the content of it it's just what it is but yeah so that's i honestly i think really the only people doing interesting stories that's the point i was getting to is like independent as i get older i find i more and more just love kind of like independent movies yeah just movies from smaller smaller film studios because those are the only people that are really taking chances
1: yeah I, I think too with that part of it's the budget right if you don't have a huge budget to go over the top with all these special effects and pay these massively you know famous and popular actors you got to get creative with the money that you got and if the i think the story often becomes more important in indie films than what a hollywood film is
0: 100% like yeah, it it absolutely. has to be
1: good because because you don't have the money to spice it up and get Brad Pitt in there or spice it up and throw a whole bunch of special effects in there. Yeah. to to make it visually stunning. So I can definitely see why why that's the case. There's a movie that I really enjoyed. It was a character study with now this admittedly has Robert Downey Jr in it, but it was a movie called The Judge love that movie dude it was such a good film and it was a really awesome slow burn of a movie it was great it reminded me that robert downey jr could act beyond (laughs) like (laughs) beyond what he was for tony stark
0: yeah beyond tony stark yeah
1: yeah dude's got chops he's even
0: really good and did you ever see um uh charlie bartlett yeah that's a, that's a, I think that's a really good movie. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And that's also, I think that was from a big studio, but it was, it wasn't like a big budget, like action movie. It was kind of like a, a coming of age mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. For I, I can't remember that kid's name who plays, who plays that, um, yeah. who plays that character. But that, that's the one where he starts, <laughs> he starts going to therapists and getting, uh, getting them to, Essentially, prescribe him like Ritalin and Adderall yeah. and stuff, oh, was... and then he starts playing the role of therapist to kids in high school and mm-hmm. just giving them like Ritalin <laughs> and Adderall and and being essentially like their therapist. It's a really sweet, like
1: heartfelt movie. Yeah, that was Anton. Um, oh my gosh, Anton Yelchin. He he died tragically. He was the he was the guy who because he was in Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he died. Yeah, he was. I think working on a car in his garage and something happened and the car crushed him.
0: Wow. That's that's a hell of a way to go out. Yeah. Jesus. Well, yeah. RIP. I didn't even know, man. Yeah. He, he's been... He died in
1: 2016. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Well, that makes sense why I haven't seen him in anything. Yep. <laughs> that would <one, laughs> <that one> do <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> I feel so bad. Um, Hashtag RIP. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So... So, what do you think? Because Hollywood did—well, I don't know if Hollywood's the right word, but Netflix came out with big money and threw a whole bunch of money at a live-action Cowboy Bebop. I've tried watching it twice and quit
0: watching it both times. Also, I had not seen the show at that point. Okay. Going back now, now that I'm watching the show, yeah. I think John Cho was the perfect choice to play Spike. Sure. I'm watching the show and I'm like, oh, my God, they did a great job with that. Yeah. I kind of want – I'm going to finish this and then I want to re-watch the Rewatched. movie. Yeah. And see – because I'll admit I think I tend to have a little bit – I'm a little bit more lenient when you take a cartoon property and transfer it to a real-life property. Yeah, but it didn't –
1: do well. It wasn't well received.
0: That That's what I've heard. And like I said, I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. Um. Both times I watched it, I just lost interest really quickly. I can't even really tell you why. Yeah. But I think I want to watch it now and see if maybe I feel a little bit different having a little bit backstory on the characters. And, so, and maybe I won't. But...
1: Yeah, I didn't watch... I didn't watch it. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, cool, the live-action Cowboy Bebop came out and then the reviews all said that it was not very good. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get around to it. But that anytime that I see that, now I'm no longer jumping at the gun to watch the show. And then I thought, I'll get around to it. And then they said, well, it's canceled after one season. So that made me think two things. One, what did they do narrative-wise? Did they, did they want it to last longer than one season? Because the anime was only one season long. Yeah. And two... If it got canceled pretty quickly, then it probably wasn't – I don't know. It wasn't well received. So it's it's one of those things where maybe eventually I'll get to it, but – Maybe we'll just do it on the show. I'll finish the movie, <laughs> and then we can just review it on the show. Yeah. Well, it's a whole series. It's not just a movie. Like, it's it's a whole series. Oh, it is? Yeah.
0: Oh, I was thinking it was a movie for some. Yeah. reason. Oh.
1: So – and I don't know how many episodes. I don't know if it's 10 or, or what, but I don't know if it's a thing where – I don't know. Maybe they like, expand and extrapolate on the storyline and, and the narrative where they could have done one episode, but instead they do, they do three and add more stuff in there. Do like what they did with The Hobbit. You know, like did you really need three three hour long movies to tell the story of The Hobbit? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so. oh God, there's fucking movies. Ugh. But I saw all of
0: those in the theater because Kendra loves, like. Sure. She she loves Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. That's like her all-time favorite film franchise.
1: Yeah. I've got a hot
0: take. So we've seen all the Hobbit films in the theaters. They were fine. Uh-huh. I don't know, I didn't love them though.
1: I've got a hot take okay. and it's that I enjoyed the Hobbit trilogy more than I liked the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, really? Yep. That's controversial. It's <laughs> so controversial. Here's the thing. I think that they went about the Hobbit the wrong way. I definitely think that it could have been one movie. It could have been one or maybe two, but visually, I liked it a lot more. I liked the music a lot more. Guillermo del Toro was involved in it, so and I really enjoy his visual style. He does like Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth. That's that's all his. He has a very, very iconic look. I think with his yeah his movies. So I really liked that a lot. I also really liked the guy who played Bilbo. Is it Martin Freeman? Is that his name?
0: I believe, yeah.
1: He's great.
0: He, yeah, he's incredible. Put him in anything. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: He was just great. His mannerisms were great. They expanded and added stuff, which according, I mean, the book I think is much worse than the Lord of the Rings books. I think The Hobbit, the book, is not as good as the Lord of the Rings books. But as a movie, I enjoyed the movie more. Even though they added more stuff that really probably shouldn't be in there, like a, I'm not a Tolkien, I don't I, I don't know I don't I don't live and breathe Tolkien, so if they change stuff in Tolkien's stories, it's not a huge deal for me.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you, honestly. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I mean, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. You can't deny like the history that comes along with it and everything. I mean, he single handedly unintentionally created the fantasy genre. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <You know>? So. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff in there, but yeah, I've never, I was never a huge fan of Lord of the Rings movies. Same with the Hobbit. I just, I I don't know. I feel like other people took what Tolkien did and made better stuff. (laughs) Sure. Like, honestly, like D&D took what, what was in those, those books and expanded it into a world. That's, I think much more interesting and fun.
1: Sure. I can see that. So
0: I I respect what it is. I'm just personally not a huge fan. And also, Gandalf is the shittiest wizard of all time. (laughs) He's been around since, like, he's, like, this immortal being that's been around for time and And the best spell he can cast is light? That's a level zero cantrip. (laughs) What? What?
1: Most of the time he's fighting with a sword. (laughs) (laughs) What does Gandalf do? Really? I think that Radagast the Brown is more interesting than Gandalf. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, no, Gandalf
1: is the exposition dump, basically. Um, How do you feel like Lord of the Rings would do as an anime, though? Imagine Lord of the Rings, all right, but in space and with jazz music.
0: That may be the
1: way to do it, That'd honestly. be so cool. That'd be are so cool. Are we writing cool. this? Are, Let's... We, are
0: we doing this? <laughs>
1: Yes, I lo- and Gollum can be the uh, the main antagonist. Yeah, space Gollum. Yeah, that'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
1: man! Anyway, we've um, gone way off topic. We today, really, really but... have. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, so anyway, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Thor. If you had to rank this one out of ten, see space cowboys. What do you think you would give it?
0: Okay, once again, I'm only nine episodes in of sure.
1: 24 or 25 episodes. An initial review, I guess. An
0: initial, yeah. Right now, I'm sitting at, I think, like a, I'm going to say eight and a half. Okay. Yeah, eight and a half, see a Cowboys. I think it's probably going to end up higher. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. This may, I mean, you said it's one of the most, you know, traditionally kind of loved animes. Mm-hmm.
1: I can see why it's probably going to hit the top for me. Yeah, it's actually one of the few animes where... Not universally, but pretty consistently, people prefer the English dub over the original Japanese voice.
0: I could see why it has a very American style to it. I honestly, I don't get anybody who would rather watch watch it subtitled.
1: Uh, I,
0: I hate anime with subtitles. Like, I'm fine reading. I don't hate subtitles in a movie or a show. But with anime, there's oftentimes so much like it's beautifully. I want to be able to look at the art. I want to be able to look at what's going on mm-hmm. reading subtitles. I'm like, I'm too focused on that. I can't actually watch
1: the show. Sure. Yeah. there, There's that. <clears throat> I think part of it comes from I, for, for me anyway, cause I'm the same way. I prefer listening in English than watching. I mean, I will, I'll watch it in whatever the native language is, if it's Japanese or Korean or Cantonese or whatever. But for me, Something is lost in the dialogue because I don't, I don't speak those languages. So the way that their voices um, like have a cadence to it or the inflection of their voices, that type of thing, I believe that there's a lot of information in the dialogue that's lost on okay. me when I'm listening to it in a different language. And I, I wouldn't be able to tell—like, like I can't tell irony, for example— you know, I, I would have to, you know how irony you've kind of figure out by the sound of their voice and sure, yeah. there's, there's a lot of implied communication without actually saying it. That's the whole point of irony. I don't get irony in a different language. And so there's a lost in translation thing, I think, that happens with that. And so for that reason, I prefer listening in English because I'm kind of trusting that they're doing the job of getting the essence of what the characters are trying to be and acting in a way that me as a stupid American can understand and, and register the overall emotion that they're trying to do
0: yeah for sure well and i mean they're using a fully different alphabet the way they you know the way somebody um you know any kind of like asian language is about as far from our language as you can get yeah so yeah it's kind of you know what i mean i'm sure if i spoke english to somebody who's in japan who's never spoken english they would have the same issue they yeah. would, it would probably like it's all i i can't understand the inflection or anything you know what i mean so i i get that. i'm right there with you
1: all right so eight and a half see a space cowboys for cowboy bebop episodes one through nine um i think that's a pretty good start to the season what do you guys think uh is is cowboy bebop as good as what i think it is uh or thor sounds like initially or is Cowboy Bebop way overhyped? Sometimes I think that it's overhyped. Sometimes I try to watch it and I'll I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Just because it's a little bit slower paced. Not because I don't like it, but...
0: It is definitely slow paced. That's, that's for sure.
1: So uh, there you have it, folks. You guys should watch Cowboy Bebop if you haven't already. We really didn't get into the story that much. We talked about a couple of episodes. But this is definitely one, if you have been interested in maybe dabbling in anime a little bit this one i think is a good a good gateway anime oh man yeah for sure yeah because there's enough of it there that doesn't scream anime you know if you if you feel like getting into church all right if you feel like if you feel like finding the lord you don't jump into a pentecostal church right away
0: all <laughs> <laughs> right you dip in your toe with those pussy protestants <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you go to the churches where they're still playing rock music right and then if you decide okay this is for me then you go to the churches with the snakes then you dive in (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so anyway this is um, this is anime I think in a very approachable form it's it's so good that it expands beyond what normal anime audiences have people who don't like anime like Cowboy Bebop so, if you haven't seen it, you should. It's it's really worth a watch.
0: Yeah, I would say this has a lot of a lot to offer outside of uh what a traditional anime does. It's definitely it feels like it was written for an American audience almost, like the it's so I don't know, it just has this classic noir feel mm-hmm. and it's just if you're kind of if you're into that stuff, I think you'll like this if you like Firefly.
1: Oh yeah. If you like Firefly, this is this, this is up your alley.
0: Yeah, this is right up your alley, for sure. It definitely has that kind of similar vibe. It's definitely not not a typical anime at all, I would say. Yeah. It it has a really has really rich characters, has really unique storytelling and uh just twists and turns that you just won't see coming. And it is it's very funny. It's a lot of it's just fun. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know I me, mean? I like stuff that is just fun.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good a good descriptor. It's just fun. It doesn't take itself too, too seriously. It's got its moments, but it's also not over-the-top silly. Yeah, no, so, it's
0: very grounded, I think.
1: Yeah. All right, so with that being said, Thor, what are you thrusting upon us for the next week? <laughs> I don't know. like
0: the way you said thrust. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> All right, so... I have a movie. It's been on the list. I know you haven't seen it, but it's a movie you're aware of. Okay. So next week, we are going to talk about the movie uh, starring Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. It's called Swiss Army Man.
1: Okay.
0: So this was an uh, independent film that was kind of, you remember, right after Daniel Radcliffe finished up the Harry Potter series? He kind of made a series of movies. I think he was really intentionally trying to get away from the character. He so he some... made a bunch of kind of weird movies. Yes. The first one he did was a movie called uh, The Lady in Black.
1: Which right. was, kinda was like kind of
0: like a horror thriller yeah. type thing. I don't think that was very good.
1: I don't think that, that one was very um, good either.
0: Then they, he made a movie called Horns. That
1: was a strange movie.
0: That one was very strange. We watched that together actually.
1: Did we really? <laughs> yeah, we you our, you and me
0: and our wives. Oh, um uh, we rented that and watched it in my, our old apartment in Windsor. Oh like, wow. Yeah, it was a long time ago. We watched okay. that like when it first came out Okay. Was, the girls were very excited to see it. Yes. Being huge Harry Potter fans. And that one yeah, also I don't think was Particularly, I don't remember a lot, but I remember not being the biggest fan
1: of that. It was just out
0: there. And then this was kind of, I believe this was the next movie he made after that. Okay. And this one, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen it. I only saw it once. But this movie, I feel like was kind of the right choice. This one is still in that same vein. It's weird. Okay. Uh, just kind of brief synopsis. Paul Dano plays a guy who's lost in the woods and a dead body washes up on shore, played by Daniel Radcliffe. And essentially the dead body kind of starts to come back to life a little bit. And he uses the dead body as a tool to survive.
1: <laughs> okay. So, I,
0: in many different okay. ways. <laughs> it's very It's very strange. Okay. Um, but I think... Of that kind of run of him doing, you know, just the complete opposite of Harry Potter that he could do. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like this one was the one that really. Okay. The, this one kind of changed the way I viewed Daniel Radcliffe. Interesting. And he plays a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> but <you laughs> okay. know, we'll get into that next week. So, yes, yeah, Swiss Army Man. All right. Where where can we watch this? Uh, it is on HBO Max as of. As of right now, it's on HBO
1: Max. So I know sometimes that changes. (laughs) I think like twice or three times we've been like, it's on this platform, and then it's not.
0: Yeah, by the time we actually go to record, we're like, it's not on there anymore. Yeah, okay. But as of now, it's on HBO Max, yeah.
1: Okay, all right. So next week, we are going to watch The Swiss Army Man uh, with Daniel Radcliffe and Dan— What's the other guy's name? Paul Dano. Paul Dano. He is— i like him a lot one of my favorites yeah i'm excited about that at least Um, (laughs) (laughs) we'll see we'll see how it goes but anyway um you guys should watch the swiss army man and then come back next week and listen to us chat about daniel radcliffe's corpse and um maybe maybe i'll like it maybe i'll hate it who knows Thor's given me some stuff that's really been out there. I feel like this is one of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: yes. It's definitely, yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, folks, until next week, as always, you get wrecked. Stay wrecked. That's right. See ya, Space Cowboy. <laughs>